I heard a story just recently, <laughs> same topic. Yeah. A guy um, was messing around with his friends. The friends sprayed basically like a whole can of Axe on his nips. And then his friend flicked them and they fell off. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> That's wild. Oh, oh my God. God. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they will now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called Stab. Welcome to the Stab Show, the show called Stab here at Stab. You get it. <laughs> Let's introduce tonight's panelists. Uh, our first panelist is a game developer and wonderful <laughs> improviser and performer and writer. It's Nick Pettigrew. Our second panelist uh, <laughs> doesn't cotton to all this nipple talk. It's <laughs> wonderful, amazing stand-up comedian. It's Ben Feldman. Queen wave, everybody. Queen wave. <laughs> and our third panelist uh, wants me to pierce my ears. <laughs> it's the amazing, wonderful Molly Doan. Did I say wonderful for everybody? I believe I did. Uh, and hi, I'm your host, Jesse Jones, losing friends by the minute. Uh, <laughs> good to see you. Good to see you. Welcome to the Stab Show. Happy to have you. You guys are the best. You are. You're the best. Uh, let's get to it, shall we? Um, well, I mean, let's get to, to meeting everybody a little bit more in depth. Um, Nick, how are you? How's things? Uh, you know, as, as good as could be. Uh, all things considered, you know, doing all right, doing all right. <laughs> all right. You know what? Yeah. I actually believe that more than I usually do when you <laughs> when you try and sell me on it, everything being all right. Yeah, you know, I'm feeling pretty happy uh, right now. Okay. It could change any second. It's really all you can ask <clears throat> is in this very moment. As long as we're happy right now, that's... Uh, that's something to build on. <laughs> uh, we're building the streak. One in a row. All right. Um, anything interesting um, going on since you've been by last? <laughs> My son turned four. Oh, nice. That was fun. Yeah? Yeah. Other than that, no. No? Any sort of parties or anything? Or is for yeah, Christmas, is, you know. Oh no, I mean for the for your son, for for the kid. Oh no 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 no! Oh yeah 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 yeah. He's a he's a Halloween baby, so oh. we um we had like Halloween fun Christmas time. Oh. And had some uh, family come down. It was nice. Yeah. It's a nice. We got spicy chicken strips too for his party, and I oh. really enjoyed those. <laughs> All right. I guess that was more for me than for him, but. Uh, yeah, we're good. Yeah, I was I was gonna ask how uh how spicy strips went over with a four year old, but it was not your concern. That was not <laughs> <laughs> these are daddy strips. <laughs> All right. Well, good, good. Happy to have you. Good to see you as always. Uh, Ben, how are you, sir? Hey, Jesse. Um, I can complain. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I can. 
That's good. Let's let's. I won't, but I can. I can. Oh. I can complain. Oh well, that's nice. It's not often that when one can, they choose not to. So that's a yeah. that's a brave call. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking a little bit before. Unfortunately, you've uh, you've had to sort of. <clears throat> Uh, go back into hiding like we have over here at Stab. So not a lot of shows recently, or or just not your shows. Are you being responsible and going then going to other people's irresponsible shows? How, lay it out for me. <laughs> I run I run a show that um, we do every Friday and Saturday, and we did can't we did cancel January and February to be yeah. responsible. And sure. Also, I got really sick in December, so um, from from COVID. Yeah. Um, but I'm still going out doing whoever shows still still are around. I mean. Yeah. What are you going to do? I'm just extra careful. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, it's it's good enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, happy to have you. Hopefully you can get back. To Glad work. to be here. We're going to we're going to hopefully get back to in person in the middle of February too. I would love that. Hopefully. Um so hopefully you can get back uh it sounds like March. Um but yeah. You know, hang in there everybody. Uh things we can complain, but we're choosing not to. <laughs> Ah, Molly. <laughs> Everyone, calm down. Yeah, I'll settle, settle, guys. Thank you for the warm welcome. Stop rushing the screen. <laughs> Hello, welcome. welcome, Molly. Good to have you back. Of course it is. Good to be back. <laughs> Which, of course, it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like. I, I prefer. I prefer the first style of confidence. It's uh, hey, good to have you back. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> I believe both. This is, I think, great, and I think this is a fun show. It's always a treat. Yeah. Well, yeah. good. Always, it's always a treat. I mean, you got a good thing going on. It's always a treat to just, like, force someone <laughs> to, like, be creative in a small amount of time. Sure. Sure. Especially I, during the pandemic. Yeah. We need something. So brave. <laughs> we need, but from what I hear... Speaking of which, uh, Jesse, can you send me the prompts? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's uh, get those <laughs> fired right on. Don't do that to me. Uh, <laughs> well, was it last week or the week before, Molly, that we had um, you and Eric uh, emergency fill in? Oh yikes! <laughs> oh, um, I think um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Okay, yeah. If Peach is watching, which oh, I don't know if I don't know. she is watching, then she would know. Yeah, she was a panelist on the show as well. Yeah. She said she would. So, uh, well, Peach, are we gonna catch ya? Are we gonna catch a Peach? Are you a dirty liar? Are you a dirty, dirty liar? No. No, Peach rules. Peach yeah. is the bomb. Uh, Peach is wearing a cast right now. Yeah. Did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? It sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> I don't even know how one uh, totally annihilates an a um, was it ACL or what is what did she or. Um, Achilles, what did she destroy? I don't know. Some freaking lady bone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some ugh, sounds something that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> One of them leg things you don't think about until you don't have them anymore. <laughs> sure, sure. So yeah, she's gonna be on the men for a little bit. But she's not here. These people are. And that means we start the show. <laughs> Segment one. Reorganization segment one one not not it's it's one with a z, with an O and not with a not what not with a J it was it was segment one one uh, reorganization from what I hear 
There's a labor shortage out there. I wouldn't know. I'm clearly independently wealthy. What with being the owner of a small, independent theater in a time when the thought of sitting next to another human being for longer than 30 seconds gives many a full-blown panic attack. But from what I understand, there's a slew of FTE, or full-time employment, out there that for some reason, probably completely unrated, unrelated to living wages or suddenly understanding the worth of one's time in the face of an uncertain future, is going unfilled. <laughs> so, how about we try not to think about what FTE might already mean and instead come up with who or what else FTE might stand for or represent to you, Nick Pettigrew. What's your FTE? FTE to me stands for Fragmented Traumatic Experience. <laughs> uh, this refers to a phenomenon wherein a person has an experience so traumatic to their understanding of reality that their brain fragments the experience into a tableau of moments to preserve their sanity, like an archipelago of clarity in an ocean of emptiness. Mm -hmm. If that still doesn't make sense, let me relate to you my own FTE. <laughs> The first memory I have is shame eating a Crunchwrap Supreme in my car in front of my house. There is a singular honk of a horn, but it's not a car. Next, I can see nothing but the writhing mass of limbs and a smell of grease paint. I can feel myself bent and folded in unnatural ways, and although I can't move, I can feel whatever I'm in is moving. And then a clown call. Mm -hmm. My next memory is standing naked in a room with four other naked people. Around us, a sea of clowns with painted faces, foam noses, and wigs, all melding into a singular creature. A single, a single king clown sits on a throne of oversized shoes, his hair pink and shaped into a tormented crown. Mm -hmm. We're being judged. I feel a pressure in my rectum. I look down, and that's when I see it. Each of the judged has a length of knotted handkerchiefs leading from their asses. Mine is the longest. The king clown points at me. I have been chosen. Then I'm at an altar with the, count, with the king clown. We are to be wed. I now know his name is Lord Silly Toes. I look down, and his toes are indeed very silly. No. Silly Toes leans in for a kiss, but instead squirts me with a black flower on his lapel. I can feel my skin sizzle and shift, meat moving and sliding like worms. I, I look at a mirror, and to my horror, I see that my face is that of a clown. I am now Lady Silly Toes. Then I'm sitting at Lord Silly Toes' bedside. We are old, our skin wrinkled with years of laughter and joy. I look at his feet and find his toes are not so silly anymore. He extends his hand. I reach out to grab it, only to be shocked by his buzzing. He laughs, and I can see the, the light leave his eyes. I feel the tears running down my face, breaking through my makeup and streams. Then I'm back in my car. The crunch wrap is gone, and there's a small scar in the palm of my hand. That is my FTE. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, oh. that life. Oh, thank you. That's the only way tonight could have started. So thank you for that. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> uh, ben, I've already forgotten everything. Oh, yes. Let's hear your FTE. 
Thanks, Jesse. Uh, FTE are the initials that a famous politician uses when she checks into hotels anonymously mm-hmm. to make love with five doppelganger lookalike prostitutes. That's right. <laughs> FTE is Falexandria Tocasio e Cortez. <laughs> AOC herself, self-appointed mayor of the world, prominent quadriplegic girlfriend to pussy whipped gay dude, if that's possible. <laughs> Clueless misunderstander of great many things and politician who thinks everyone who challenges her views on Twitter wants to eat her out. Why the five doppelganger lookalikes, Jesse? It's the only way she can come. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> some of us just need that familiarity. Uh, <laughs> it helps me. Uh, all right. Thank you, Ben. FTE, Jesse. <laughs> no. FTE, Ben. <laughs> oh. Molly Doan. Mm-hmm. Good to see you. <laughs> um, let's let's um, completely change the tenor and tone of the <laughs> of the evening. I'm I'm certain of it. Molly, let's hear your FTE. Great. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, you didn't react to me saying la 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 la. Oh, I I wasn't sure. I didn't hear the la la la. So there we go. Okay. I'll do my prompt now. (laughs) Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. You know, Jesse, what you were talking about earlier when you're reading this prompt really (laughs) resonated with me. You're right. Everyone should go back to work and stop bitching. Yeah. I don't understand sarcasm. (laughs) COVID is not real, or maybe it's over or whatever. But either way, get back to work and FTE, feel the urn. (laughs) Hi, I'm Scott Anus. (laughs) As the owner owner of a restaurant that relies on exploiting its workers, I'm I'm freaking boozled at the fact that there's so many people quitting their jobs when they could be FTE, feeling the urn. There's so much money up for grabs. I got tables to serve wedge salad sandwiches and meatloaf pasta too. Come on, FTE, get your money, feel the urn. Jesse, yesterday I literally go into my restaurant and I seldom go into my restaurant because I am the owner and there's no reason to really be there unless my friends are there and I can buy them drinks and look cool. So anyways, I'm at my restaurant and all these servers, these beautiful girls, they all look like short supermodels. They have masks on their faces and I tell them, hey, take that mask off your face or I gotta fire you. And they scream back at me and I don't know, maybe they're on the rag, but I'm not a bad guy. I just wanna see those pretty smiles. Does that make me an awful guy with the chub in his slacks? Hey. <laughs> then they say, we have kids. $2 an hour isn't a living wage. We're risking our lives during a pandemic, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, and Jesse, you get it. I'm just like, what happened to the American dream? <laughs> the good old days where people cared more about earning tens of dollars a week then there's stupid kids and loved ones. You're telling me you'd rather be doing what you want with the single life you have? 
and getting your ass grazed and being called toots while slinging tuna niswa salad melts and red wine chocolate milk mixers to my best friends from high school stinky harvey and green dick nick fte ten dollars a night is out there heck come here and make ten dollars a night I don't technically use soap when washing the restaurant dishes, so I have cash to give. $10 a night. No tips, though, because my friends don't have to tip because I'm cool. FTE. Work at my restaurant and make up to $30 every paycheck. That's enough, too. That's it. Give the ketchup spaghetti good life and FTE. Feel the urn. You got it, Jesse. <laughs> oh. Um, it's impossible to be a to be a bad guy with a chub in your slacks. Those bad guys don't. Come on, those are. Those it's just are. a chub. <laughs> uh, only good guys. Only goods. Feel the urn. <laughs> Scott Anus. <laughs> was it Scott? I think it was Scott. All right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That was uh, horrific in so many different ways. So let's move on to segment two. Oh, it's bathroom wall. We haven't done this in a little bit. <clears throat> Show us why. Uh, inspiration rarely strikes when we sit down and try to push it out, but instead usually sneaks up on us when we sit down and try and push it out. On the toity, I mean. But for some reason, a little alone time with one's own waste often results in the kind of creative spark that you just want to leave for those that come after you. And so in Bathroom Wall, you're asked to give us three pieces of graffiti, crude carvings, sharpie drawings, or whatever else you might find on the bathroom walls of a particular place. In this case, the place being the 90s. If the 90s had a public restroom, the concept, the abstract idea of the 90s had a public restroom, what might you find on its walls? <clears throat> Let's see how well this translated. Uh, so we'll go the normal serpentine of segment two, one, 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 two, two, two. Nick Pettigrew. Right. <laughs> first, <laughs> first 90s bathroom wall item. Uh, first thing is a, uh, a toilet roll dispenser, but it's uh, completely emblazoned with the AOL logo. And if you pull on it, it's just AOL CDs that, that are actually the toilet paper. It's, more comfortable than single ply. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you definitely have to worry less about the breakthrough as long as you don't uh, st stick a finger in the spindle hole. Uh, <laughs> you know, or treat yourself. You know, stick the finger in there. Yeah, That's I was going to say unless <laughs> unless you like a finger in the spindle hole. In which case, go ahead, <laughs> go to town. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's just the right size for. Uh, uh, Ben, <laughs> let's hear your first 90s bathroom wall piece. It looks like it's a poem. Oh. Um, what a, what a divine lally cooler. <laughs> I cannot tell a thumper. Twas a real wakey snakes. What came out of my dumper? Signed, Benedict Poops and Rights, 1894. <laughs> oh. It was the 1890s, Jesse. Sure, sure. Incidentally, Benedict Poops and Rights was Edith Wharton's pen name. I don't oh. know if you knew that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah sometimes. Unfortunately, it was a 
you know, right up until let's let's say last week, bad time for the ladies. They sometimes have to hide behind male pen names, and it's it's sad. Justin, yeah. you gotta read some Edith Wharton. Uh, <laughs> promise I? the listeners right now. Okay, Edith Wharton, or as I better know them, Benedict Poopson writes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you remembered. <laughs> I do. I do. I remembered that better than I've ever remembered a single name in any improv scene that I've ever been in. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you just say you had a name? I forgot it immediately. <laughs> oh, this is going to be weird trying to do the rest of the scene. All right. <laughs> Molly, let's hear your... Uh, there, was no, there was no prefix to these 90s, so Ben was not wrong. Your 90s bathroom wall material. Okay, I'm going to stick to the 1990s. And okay. you got to stay with me on this one, gang. <laughs> sure. So on this bathroom wall, it's a line and then a line right next to that line and then a line right next to that line and then a line under the first line and then a line under the second line next to the first one under the first one on the first line and then another line next to that line and then a line connecting the first line in the first row to the second line in the second row and then a line connecting the second line in uh, um the second the second row i think to the third row and then so then you do a line going up from the first line in the first row up and then you do it the same thing um on the third line in the first row like a little mm -hmm. witch's hat mm -hmm. up and then you do the same thing mirrored <laughs> like an upside down witch's hat with mm -hmm. the first line in the second row yep. and the third line in the second row mm -hmm. and so it turns out to be a really really cool s yeah and then it says slut <laughs> Took a while to to get where that was that makes, going, but does that make sense? Yeah, no, we got it. We totally got it. Yeah, the <laughs> the power S. Then I don't remember what it's called, but it, uh, yeah, yeah. Dude, once you learn how to know how to do that S, it's like you're fucking cool. That might honestly, in hindsight, that might be a two thousands thing because I wasn't even alive in the nineties. Well, it's it transcends. You <laughs> you can. <laughs> You can find it all the way back on the Trapper Keepers uh, in the time of Benedict Poopson writes. All right. Eric <laughs> calls it a Stussy. I think he's right. It's a Stussy S. Yes, I believe that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you for taking us yeah. on that that journey. We got to flex muscles in our brain that we don't get to a lot. It was a it was a a visual sort of a, yeah. I feel it. I feel it here. I feel it here. Uh, Nick. Second time around, uh, 90s bathroom wall art. Okay, uh, the second thing is there's a, a, a dispenser on the wall for breath fresheners and condoms. You remember that, right? Sure. Because it was like safe sex was still like kind of a new concept in the 90s. Hmm. And uh, the condoms themselves are actually tiny AOL CDs. <laughs> uh, yeah, they... <laughs> to I don't know if this is 90s again I can't place things very well either but uh, <clears throat> back then <laughs> the discs start coming and they never stop coming oh <laughs> uh, yeah I might still have some I might I might still have some CDs I've, pro I've got 50 free hours anytime I want to use them 
I was going to say, yeah, man, you got to use those free minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still know people that have AOL email addresses. Yeah. It's still alive. I am me. Uh, <laughs> aim. Uh, ben, uh, what, what, you know what, I'm not going to guess. Where are we going with this 90s bathroom uh, piece? Um, I'm looking at the wall and it says, someone wrote, if you can read this, thank your teacher who's giving me head while I write this. <laughs> also, your teacher looks like Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> yeah. 90s. That's the 90s relevance. Yeah. <laughs> because it could have been any teacher. Any decade. Head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they look like JLH. Um, thank you, Ben. Molly, take a swig of that. And let's <laughs> get that busy. It's uh, my busy's coming for your white claw, Jesse. Oh shit! Oh, they're gonna fight. Oh, he's so much smaller. Have you had a busy yet? I don't know if I have. Oh, Jesse, you're missing out. They have antioxidants in them. Oh, oh yeah. Means nothing. Okay. The healthy one. All right. Uh, '90s (laughs) bathroom. Go. Okay. '90s bathroom. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you're looking for a good time, no strings attached. Call Brad five three zero five 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 (laughs) five. Has to be cool with guy with kids. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, Brad's my dad's name, and that's what he was doing at that, that time. Back in the night, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Brad. Um, we're getting uh, an explanation from uh, our good friend Bjornson here in the chat of the the origin of the cool ass. Um, the 1890s book Mechanical Graphics uh, might have been uh, I can't read all of that um, <laughs> but there you go so that might have actually related to the other 90s you might have double 90s it on accident so. well I guess I'm ahead I'm in the lead <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you invent this point system and then dominate it <laughs> that's what held us back that's why we were never at midnight. We didn't have points. All right. Uh, <laughs> Nick Pettigrew, let's take the last <laughs> trip around these uh, old bathroom walls. Let's hear your third piece from the 90s bathroom wall. All right. So there's a Sharpie note that reads for a good time call and a phone number. Mm-hmm. If you call the number, a woman with a sultry voice answers. And after some flirting, asks for your home address. Mm-hmm. A blonde in a tight red dress arrives at your home. There is a night of passionate and safe lovemaking. In the morning, she is gone. On your nightstand, there is an AOL CD with 300 free minutes. Oh, man. That's a... <clears throat> Guys, that's five hours. That's, uh, they're not fucking around there. That's, uh, you can get a lot done there. <laughs> you can copy and paste... A lot of Encarta articles for your <laughs> for your report that's due at the end of the week. Or download one picture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With five hours, yeah, you get one. <laughs> Better hope nobody picks up the phone in the middle of it. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Ben, item number three, 90s bathrooms. All righty. Along the same theme. It says on the wall, someone wrote, for a good time call, sure. 867-5309. <laughs> 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 
with an arrow pointing at it and different handwriting that says, this is still funny 10 years later. <laughs> Good. I'm glad they added that because otherwise, oh, there it is. Oh, Jenny. Hmm. By the way, is AOL like CompuServe? I haven't heard of it. <laughs> yes. It's very much like CompuServe. Uh, and uh, Earthlink. Uh, <laughs> what else did I have back then? I don't know. <laughs> Man. I had Earthlink. Did you? Taco uh, Bell Queen, 432. <laughs> Earth, Earthlink.net. <laughs> <laughs> That's an eighth grade. <laughs> oh man! Title Dude. of the episode. <laughs> My email address. I don't think it's live anymore. I don't think it's live anymore. No, just Taco Bell Queen five three two. We don't need the. It's four three two. Or four three two. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> four three two. That makes more sense. You're counting down. Uh, I don't know. Um, well, honestly, I had to use the numbers that were available. Okay, oh. every a lot. There's a lot of, had a lot of sisters out there <laughs> and brothers. A lot of Taco Bell queens. Uh, so you just went with like. So it was the first suggestion of uh, you wanted Taco Bell queen, but that was not going to be available. So they gave you <laughs> options, and four three two is the one that you went with. Definitely don't understand why I chose four three two. I guess that's what I'm guessing. Like, well, because I'm thinking about it, and I like the number two back then. Okay. I like the number twelve and twenty two. Okay. But where did this four come from? Where did this three come from? <laughs> I don't know. I seem to recall you would put in a name, and then they would they would give you op like several options with different series of numbers or something. So that was probably what happened. It might be that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> God, so good. Uh, ben, <laughs> or wait, we did Ben, Molly. It's my turn. Molly, let's wrap up uh, bathroom wall with your, with your final 90s bathroom wall item. Perfect. I saved the best for last. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I'm pooping. Rich <laughs> Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You weren't lying. We did save the best for last. Oh, man. Segment three already? That's all right. They're going to get longer. I promise. Okay. <clears throat> Segment three. Sell it on Craigslist. Got a big move coming up. Apropos of nothing. Needing to condense your life from a sprawling mess of nonsense to a slightly more manageable pile of nonsense? Unburden yourself through the use of the Internet's creepy swap meet, Craigslist. In Sell It on Craigslist, your job is to give us your Craigslist posting, trying to sell the following things on Craigslist. That wasn't there originally, but I said Craigslist so many times, I thought I'd say it again. <clears throat> Nick Pettigrew, you... <laughs> I remember all these. I like them. Uh, you are <clears throat> selling a pit that you that you dug in your backyard that leads straight to hell. Uh, for sale, access to hell. So the too long didn't read version is: I bought Alistair Crowley's cursed shovel. I dug a hole to hell, and now I'm offering access to hell for anybody with the cash. Just for full disclosure, you should be careful going down there because Satan is kind of pissed off about the hole because I guess it's letting in the sunlight, which is giving the damned hope or some shit. Oh. Also, <laughs> if you're thinking about selling your soul, don't bother. Apparently, Satan isn't interested in buying souls. He's at a surplus. 
He actually sold me about 50 souls for a couple <laughs> bags of Flaming Hot Cheetos and Monster Energies. Oh. Honestly, it was kind of a ripoff. They just stand around moaning and wailing in Latin. <laughs> I think he gave me some bum old souls, you know what I'm saying? But you know what they say about deals with the devil. I need to emphasize that this is hell, capital H hell. Capital H hell. Not like Hot Topic hell or Metal <laughs> Album hell. This is Catholic Dante's Inferno hell. Okay. All right? Lots of people burning and tortured and shit like that. Mm. So don't go down there thinking you're going to party with some demons. They are way more likely to flay your skin and sodomize you with salt doms. I've seen it. It's pretty intense. I should also nip in the bud the idea of saving anybody from hell. Mm. If Nana's down there, believe me, she did some shit. <laughs> While I was getting banged by a salt dom, Balthazar told me, you don't go to hell for lying or cheating on a math test. You know, he was actually pretty cool. He helped me put my skin back on later and then uh, showed me a pretty cool barbecue spot in hell. Well, I'm pretty sure it was like human barbecue, but it was super well-smoked and seasoned. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to go down to check out some shit or see a loved one being brutally, brutally tortured, then this is the place for you. Call 666-666-6666. Naturally. <clears throat> oh, boy. Hoo, boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think, I th not to tell him how to do his job, but I think uh, leave that hole open long enough. I think Satan's going to start to get how the damned feeling hope from the sunlight is actually going to be on his side. That's that's a different. That's a whole. That's another set of torture. That's uh, oh, you you think you can claw your way up there? Go ahead with see how well your climbing works with this dong of salt just pounded up into you. <laughs> that is, you're not going to have good good toe grip when <laughs> when you're just your toes are curled from ecstasy. All right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, thank you, Nick. Uh, I apologize. Uh, but thank you. Um, Ben. Yeah, that's who's next. Good golly. Ben, <clears throat> you <laughs> are selling a set of guided meditation tapes you recorded while going through a breakup. Look, I got a bunch of guided meditation tapes I'm selling. Uh, full disclosure, I recorded them while going through a really bad breakup. I mean, this girl broke my heart into a million pieces like two days before I was set to go into the studio to record. And the studio had a 72-hour cancellation policy. So the tapes are not as good as they might have been had I not been feeling like I'd never find love again and that my ex was probably banging a million dudes. Uh, while I'm instructing you to breathe in and out slowly, feeling the air go in and out of your chest <laughs> as you close your eyes and picture your body floating on a warm, crystal clear water pool, your mind becoming still, relaxed, content. And since I know the fact that I wanted to kill myself impacted <laughs> the quality of these tapes, I'm willing to let them go for cheap, Jess. I, I know there's thousands of high-quality guided meditations out there recorded by people in stable relationships or by people who had been single for quite some time mm. whose heartbreak did not culminate in a multi-year existential <laughs> crisis like mine did. And the many of these high-quality tapes are free and on YouTube. There's no denying the competition. But trust me, I could use the cash 
And if anything, listening to these tapes, knowing what I went through when I recorded them, you might actually find them hilarious. The voice of a broken man fighting back the urge to sob uncontrollably while instructing you to achieve peaceful tranquility. Mm. Like it was some kind of parody I did on purpose. <laughs> oh, also, I'm selling a quarter carat engagement ring. <laughs> oh, thank you, Ben. <sighs> Molly Doan. Hi there. <laughs> this is the face we put on. Molly Doan. Hey there. <laughs> Everything's the best it's ever been. Hi. Schlock. That's <laughs> me with the bullshit, Jesse. No, no. We're, <laughs> we're <doing>. friends. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing good. Things are hella good. Molly. Yes. You on Craigslist. <clears throat> oh, fuck. I can't imagine this stayed up there long. You are selling seven minutes of complete, utter, absolute calm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For a sale, seven minutes of complete, utter, absolute calm candles. $50 a piece. Hey, I'm Barla Thomas. And I'm a stay-at-home mother of 40 kids, so I get it. Finding any calm is tough. And I tell you what, there are so many moments where I feel like if I don't get one goddamn second of calm in, I would buy a bus and a bunch of snakes and gasoline and a... I mean, anyway, that's why I made the seven minutes of complete, utter, absolute calm candle a mix of lavender eucalyptus and a blend of hard drugs that my OBGYN son seth sells me that will give you utter euphoric still <laughs> utter euphoric stillness mm -hmm. where you can see your thoughts wants and dreams as clear as the crystal meth vaporizing <laughs> under your nose the top layer of the candle is seven minutes worth of lsd meth and organic ketamine <laughs> while underneath is a blend of roasted lavender oil eucalyptus and stinky shit <laughs> we've, <laughs> we've tried making these candles without the stinky shit but there needs to be a bad <laughs> there needs to be a bad smell to bring you out of the candle okay all right. I'm sorry, just cover up <laughs> y'all's faces. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, the, okay, but there needs to be a bad smell to bring you out of the candle drug hole that the top layer of candle will put you in. Sure. Thus, we've put in a layer of stinky <laughs> shit. Yes. And I know what you're asking right now. And yes, our wicks are sustainably made. <laughs> Seven minutes of complete calm. That sounds too good to be true. A break from my 40 kids, <laughs> job, life stresses, Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> but can I order without the stinky shit? No. Each candle has stinky shit because, like I said, the shit is good. Like the drug shit, it's good. So you need to be able to come out of it after seven minutes or it will fuck you up forever. <laughs> But during the holidays, we'll be releasing roasted pine and gingerbread men <laughs> scented candles. But 
they will also have the stinky shit layer. Click the link to purchase your seven minutes of complete, utter, absolute calm candles. <laughs> you don't want to be stuck in there. You gotta, you gotta snap. It's like a, it's, it's smelling salts. If you want, if that makes, it helps your sensibilities. It's not a layer of stinky shit, but it is. It's a layer of stinky shit. Thank you, Molly. <laughs> oh, it's just seven minutes. Just, you know what? I'll take four. I'll, I'll, I'll sell you the other three minutes of absolute. Segment four. It's versus be versus. Also something that we don't trot out very often. <laughs> Let's see why. <laughs> Why am I setting things up like that? This is fine. This is wonderful. No, no, no. I think mine's quite ridiculous. I'm quite nervous. Well, good because <laughs> I will. I will admit, I got to the point. I was. I was struggling on prompts on Tuesday, and I finally. Sometimes, sometimes you'll you'll finally break through it all, and you'll get to the ridiculous place. And I I love the ridiculous place, the nonsensical. Um, because I don't often let myself get there, but I did for you guys, and I'm looking forward to it. So, versus v versus, who doesn't like a good fight? Pacifists? Well, who wouldn't want to punch a pacifist just to see what they do? Humans like conflict, combat, battles of will, and tests of strength. Strength. <laughs> That's a weird pronoun. Strength. Uh, which is why. In versus v versus, I give you two combatants and ask you to give us the results of a confrontation between them. So tell us how you see th these things going down when these two opponents meet. <laughs> and this one is the most sensical one. So just know, Nick got the one that made the most sense. Um, <laughs> Nick Pettigrew, <clears throat> who would win in this contest between... <laughs> A sleepy toddler armed with a pillowcase full of doorknobs versus a hacker with IBS. Q <laughs> uh, was right. There is a secret cabal running America and hacker Bubes Lover has found the smoking gun. A series of encrypted messages embedded in every video on YouTube. The messages installed subliminal triggers in viewers that made them mind-controlled zombies when exposed to a specific GIF, but Bubes didn't know what GIF it was. As his stepbrother Parkinson played on his tablet in his converted crib bed, Bubes continued the unraveling of the secrets of the deep state until he felt a deep, sudden rumbling of imminent diarrhea. Bubes sprinted to the bathroom and sat down moments before a Pandora's box of horrors erupted from his butthole. As Bubes shuddered in agony on the toilet as his anus dry heaved, he noticed Parkinson was standing at the end of the hallway in a heavy-eyed daze. On one hand, his tablet. The other, a sack full of knobs. Door knobs. But where did he get the knobs? Bubes looked at the bathroom door to his terror and saw it was like John Wayne Bobbitt. <laughs> saw it was like John Wayne Bobbitt. Knobless. <laughs> what you doing, <laughs> buddy? Boobs asked as his rectum spasmed. Oh, Obama wants you dead, Parkinson mumbled in a way that was actually pretty good for a three-year-old. Parkinson dropped the tablet and slowly started moving towards Boobs, the sack dragging behind him, the gif of Michael Jackson eating popcorn looping on the tablet screen. <laughs> Parkinson's been brainwashed, Boobs thought. He tried to stop pooping, but his body wasn't responding. 
Bubes considered the irony that even though his brother was Parkinson, it was his body that was spasming uncontrollably. <laughs> With each step, Bubes could feel his fear rising to the point he didn't know if he was shitting from the IBS or the imminent threat of death. As Parkinson raised his knob sack for the killing blow, a gunshot rang out through the house. Parkinson looked down to see a seeping red circle spread from his Paw Patrol pajamas. <laughs> Ow, Parkinson said as he collapsed in a heap. Behind him, a man held a smoking wall for PPK. James Bond? Hughes asked. Stepping into the light, Desmond Llewellyn, the actor who played Q in 17 James Bond films before his supposed death in 1999, said, Not quite. Now wipe your ass. You can die another day. <laughs> oh, yeah. So good. So good. Um, I mean, I assume it was good. Uh, I stopped. I stopped listening uh, after my my heart just uh, welled with joy that you pronounced it "gif." Uh, <laughs> I didn't need to hear anything else. Thank you. <laughs> don't you? Ugh. Oh, I don't. I get irrationally angry about that. I think. I think. I think. I just discovered that about myself. I knew I didn't like it, but now I'm feeling there's something else there. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Nick. So good. So good. Um, poor called the toddler winning? No. No. <laughs> Not today. Um, but we've got two more, and they only get more ridiculous. Uh, ben Feldman, you are going to let us in. Oh, wait. Are you? Are you? Oh, I didn't hear you. I'm still not hearing you. What happened? What happened, Ben? How do you pronounce there JPG? You. I'm curious. <laughs> um, I just I, JPEG. Is that uh, anybody? Uh, any? Is that right? Uh, it's JPEG. JPEG. Anyway, is, yeah. <laughs> don't don't do this to me. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> ben Feldman, let's hear how you see uh, this one going. It's a <laughs> it's a forty something woman with a brand new real estate license versus. A shipping container full of broken MacBooks. That's right, Jesse. It was a pretty. It was pretty crazy when I saw these two going at it. Um, I mean, a forty-something woman with a brand new real estate license, scrapping hard, with a shipping container full of broken MacBooks. We're talking a full-on dust bowl tornado of objects and fists, real estate agent business cards flying everywhere. You know, the kind that are so new you can smell the ink on them because she just got her license. Mm -hmm. Laptop, keyboard keys popping out all over, bent wires and unused pens full of ink that she hasn't used yet because she just got her license. Mm -hmm. And the fists and feet of a woman all hurling themselves at each other without caution. Mini bottles of water with brand names you've never heard of. Track pads with stains from oily hands. A plate of free cookies, Jesse. <laughs> Power adapters with frayed cables, a pad of blank seller disclosure forms, you know, like that a, that a person who just got their real estate license would have, you know, because they're blank. <laughs> All caught up in a swirling vortex of hundreds of inanimate objects and one human being. As both sides take a breather in opposite corners of the shipping container, the real estate agent yells, I just turned 45 and finally have my life where I want it to be. And goddamn, if I'm going to let several hundred broken laptops stop me from winning this title. So 
I guess she thinks she's she's in some kind of competition. Uh, but there's really no uh, objective evidence to back that up. And then the broken MacBook parts all joined together in a swarm to form the shape of a huge MMA fighter with the face of Steve Jobs, who makes a tight fist, pulls back its arm, and lets it fly, fly full force at the newly licensed real estate agent's head, who dodges the punch by a hair, whips around, and throws a letter opener with her contact info printed on it right at the MMA fighter, which sticks into his head where his brain would be, triggering the collapse of the swarm into a pile on the floor of the container. And then the newly licensed real estate agent leaps onto the pile and in one swift motion plants a for sale sign in victory. <laughs> what she thinks she won, I have no idea, Jess. <laughs> I don't know. Probably got some, like, some, some, some custom printed can koozies. Uh, By the way, I stopped listening to myself about 30 <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, thank you, Ben. Oh, I think that went probably how we all expected. Uh, Molly Doan, <laughs> let's wrap up some verses. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, oh, hey, thanks, Jesse. <laughs> the last, the last uh, four words in this are the first things that I wrote for verses. Uh, okay, I'm so honored. Yeah, so see if you so can... So honored, and this is, yeah. See if <laughs> you right. can find where my brain started to unravel. Uh, Molly Doan, who would win in this confrontation between a pit bull on roller skates versus a hang glider powered by a sudden craving for pancakes? <laughs> Great. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. I'm Victor Blazer. <laughs> and I'm Stephen Poop. <laughs> Tonight we have a match that will go down in history. Pitbull on roller skates versus hang glider. Powered by a sudden urge for pancakes. That's right, and as we all know, these two are both masters and not being able to control what direction they're going in, per se. And that may be the difference tonight. <laughs> Let's go to the action right now. Taking you live to the Venice Beach Boardwalk, where we can easily spot Mr. Lasagna, a rescue pit bull in roller skates, <laughs> and wearing an adorable tie-dye bandana that says... I was going to go to work, but then I ate treats. <laughs> a little further down on the shore, right past the dead seal that no one's acknowledged for a week, we have our other competitor, a very brightly colored hang glider powered by the sudden urge for pancakes. The man inside the hang glider, Alan Terracotta, an accountant, for a garbage can firm <laughs> in Sheridan, California. The hang glider remains motionless as pancakes are not typically served on the beach. Thus, he has no agent of propulsion as of yet. Mm. It's not looking good for Mr. Hang Glider. And Mr. Lasagna is, although not <laughs> moving a lot, you know, this guy's never been in roller skates before, so he's not traveling that far. And instead, he's doing that thing that cartoons do where they run in place a bunch before they actually start running. Uh, 
Uh, Alan, looking out to the beach, is reminded of his ex-fiance, Hillary Gorgeous, and how they would have pancake picnics at sunrise after making Girl on Top Love all night long, and how Hillary's famous peanut butter lime pancakes <laughs> would fuel him for more Girl on Top Love making later on the lanai. The hang glider starts gaining acceleration, it looks like. And it looks like the hang glider's going toward Mr. Lasagna. And Mr. Lasagna looks like he leaps and he takes the hang glider down. Round one goes to Pitbull and roller skates Mr. Lasagna. Let's look at the anatomy breakdown of round one winner, Mr. Lasagna. Mr. Lasagna is a 94-pound pit bull rescue that was adopted one week ago by Christian Mingle influencer Mark Passalms. Mr. Lasagna had a hard time getting at home because he has to wear large, embarrassing glasses because he has the eyesight of a dork. Originally not bred for fighting, Mr. Lasagna's original owners couldn't take care of him, and he easily got involved in the fighting ring as he does not know how to process his insecurity about wearing <laughs> glasses and looking like a dork mm. and projects that on to everybody else in an aggressive way. Mm. Now let's head back for round two. <laughs> oh, Looks like Alan has regained control of the hang glider as he has a gushing calf due to uh, ex-fighter Mr. Lasagna taking him down and is no longer thinking about the sensual pancakes with his ex-fiance. You know, and he's managed to get away from Mr. Lasagna. It seems as though the still rollerblading Mr. Lasagna is now focused on a stray cat in the distance and is rollerblading towards it. You know, he's no longer focused on the hang glider. You know, something that I've learned throughout the years, and I don't know if everybody knows this, but dogs, they don't like cats. <laughs> Oh, and it looks like in terms of getting to the stray cat, Mr. Lasagna has fallen face first into a puddle. Wow, that's not what you want to see because, you know, it makes you think, is this adorable? Is this sad? You know, it's adorable because it's a dog falling into a puddle. And dogs and puddles are both cute. But if you were that dog, that would be a bad day. <laughs> Yeah, especially if you had to wear such dorky glasses. Looks like round two goes to the hang glider. Right. Speaking of, let's check out the anatomy of the hang glider. It's made of aluminum alloy frame covered with synthetic sailcloth. Back to the action. It looks like Alan has bandaged up his leg, but it looks like that ace wrap bandage is reminding him of something. Oh. That's right. It's probably reminding him of when he had to wear a cast after falling and breaking his leg, trying to pick some fresh lines for his ex-fiance's Hillary, <laughs> Hillary Gorgeous's famous feet of... <laughs> oh. <laughs> famous peanut butter lime pancakes he always loved making them with fresh limes after making girl on top love with him all night long <laughs> looks like the hang glider is soaring through the air but the question is does alan have control 
The real question may be if he has a chance against Mr. Lasagna, who is trained at the dog fighting ring to bring down long, large birds of prey, <laughs> such as the California condor. Hmm. That's right. And it looks like that experience is coming into play here as the dog and roller skates and the hang glider are now intertwined in the air above the ocean. It truly looks like a large bug picked a fight with a small bird right now. It looks, it definitely looks like that right now, Alan. 10,000 feet in the air. It's, you know, Alan's completely distracted looking towards the boardwalk. But he's looking at the boardwalk. What's he looking at? Oh, he's looking at Marky Psalms with his girlfriend. Well, that's just not any girlfriend. That's Hillary Gorgeous, the owner of Mr. Lasagna, is dating the oh. hang glider's ex. Wow. Oh. If you don't like that, you don't like King's basketball. <laughs> it looks like Alan Terracotta, hang glider operator, has thrown in the towel as he has dropped Mr. Lasagna and is flying into the ocean. Godspeed, Alan. Oh. But look at Mr. Lasagna falling from the air and hitting the half pipe. The question is, will he go for the 360? He goes for the 360! He got the 360! Mr. Lasagna got the 360! And that's it. What you've done with bringing this category here i'm sorry uh but i'm not i'm also not sorry because the commitment to having the <laughs> that second character in glasses we so we could <laughs> distinguish we had to know who was on color who was play by play no i'm almost positive though that she switched characters about halfway oh no <laughs> i might have i might have um that's all right the story remains, though. <laughs> the story. The story remains. The classic story. rivalry of these two. Uh, yeah. Hate hate to think of Hillary Gorgeous out there with <laughs> just walking the boardwalk with somebody. Oh, that's going to be the worst. Uh, <laughs> but that gets us to segment five. Oh, we made it, guys. Oh, and do you <laughs> get a treat? Segment five, another, well, we've trotted it out more recently than the others, but it's erotic letter to the editor. Yeah, yeah, we still do sexy around here. Every once in a while, we save it, just so, <laughs> just so it really matters. Uh, magazines, they still exist. And not just in waiting rooms and that weird aisle in the grocery store you never go down. There's a magazine for every pastime and interest, and they are just chalk full of sexy sexy content so in letter to the editor as one or erotic letters to the editor as one might expect based upon the name of the segment your job is to write a hot steamy letter to the editors of the following real cannot stress that enough real publications <clears throat> nick pettigrew <laughs> let's hear your erotic letter to the editor of writer's digest to the editor, my name is Dale, and I'm a loyal reader for the last six years. Before I started reading your magazine, my words were flaccid and ineffective. I felt like my writing just couldn't penetrate into even the most gapingly open of readers' minds. 
Thanks to your encouraging and helpful articles, I found myself greatly firming up my writing. Not, not only is my vocabulary longer, but I've gained immense girth in my, vo- in my use of imagery and metaphor. I am a fully turgid writer. Now when people read my stories, they tell me how deep they can feel it. Some people even say my stories make them feel uncomfortable and they hurt. But that's the power of my pounding text. This magazine has given my prose a throbbing, pulsating beat that grows faster and harder as I reach the climax of my story. When people finish my stories, they tell me they they tell me they feel filled with my words to the point that my words are almost gushing out of them. Also, I think I fuck better too. Anyways, love Dale the Rail Campbell. Oh, Dale the Rail. Mm. <laughs> At that girthy vernacular. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Nick. Hey, hey, Nick, hey, hey, where can people enjoy more Nick Pettigrew outside of uh, this particular episode of the Stab Show? Uh, you can go to Nick Pettigrew, all one word, dot itch, dot io, dot com, and you can play Ooh. some of my fun and free games that I've made over time. Uh, I'm also working on, I need to get this, I'm going to get the Steam page up, I swear to God, oh, someday. Shit. But it's my next game. It's called Expressorcist. It's about express exorcisms. I'm making it into a full-fledged game. Oh. You can play the Game Jam version on the Itch page if you want. But, you know, just go have fun. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> I'm on Twitch. I'm on, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Have fun. <laughs> well, awesome. Oh, I want to see. I, and I keep threatening to do them. I keep threatening to play them. And then I, <clears throat> I'm a bad person. And I don't. All right. Well, thank you, Nick. So good. So happy to have you. We'll work on that. Uh, oh, link in the chat. Oh, shit. It's up. Uh, their username is in. The, it's uh, it, there. He is. See. It, just just put a a Twitch TV and a slash in front of that username, and there you go. Um, unless you stream on another. You know what? Let's just move on. Ben Feldman. Oh, so good to have you back. Uh, <laughs> is it? <laughs> it is. It's, it, is it, it? It is, especially for this one, uh, <laughs> because I thought of the three here, I thought uh, might be the right brain for this. Oh no! <laughs> for, for this. My reputation, I don't know. Well, uh, what you think of me, but let's see what happens. <laughs> let's see. Um, right. You, you have written or are writing or in the process. You, let's hear your letter, your erotic letter, to the editor of. Dell logic problems. Yeah, I saw this. At first, I was like, Dell Computer. Hmm. They have a pretty specific magazine called Dell Logic Problem. Like, people are having logic problems with their computers. But <laughs> I looked it up. I don't know if it's something you all, you all know, but I've never heard of specifically Dell Logic Problems magazine. I've seen magazines like this, but they're basically magazines with uh, logic puzzles in them, hmm. like, you know, Sudoku and all sorts of logic problems, right? Yeah. So then I read it, and I got a little bit turned on, so I had to write a letter to this editor to tell him how I felt, and uh, here's the letter. Hi there, hi, hey there, hi there, ho there, no logic problems. My lord, did your winter 2021 jumbo issue featuring 95 classic logics get me hot and steamy or what? I mean, is it just me, or are your puzzles getting hotter and steamier by the issue? Apologies for the back-to-back rhetorical questions. It's just that I'm so frickin' turned on by your winter issue sitting right here on my lap. My pen is about to explode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I'm surprised you claim your puzzles are for beginners and seasoned solvers alike. In my humble big O, puzzle 23 of this issue should have been rated triple X for extra, extra experienced solvers. You know, people who can handle a lot of puzzle. When you told me Susan only plays golf on Wednesdays and Fridays and that Carol Ann's brother is the husband of his golf caddy's nephew and that Francesca has bisexual tendencies, I almost blew my wad. And then when I read it again and saw that it actually said that Francesca has a bicycle with a tendency to get stolen on Saturdays, I was able to concentrate and avoid ejaculation so as to continue my logic puzzle sex journey. Solving rock-hard logic puzzles in the nude, rubbing pen on paper slowly, passionately, deliberately, puzzle getting harder and harder, Mm -hmm. filling in those tight boxes with fat, thick answers, inching closer and closer to a solution. Just about to finish. The solution is coming. The solution is coming. And God damn it, my wife just came home. (laughs) All right. I'm... All right. Thank you, Ben. Is that all right? Yeah. <laughs> Just, I don't, didn't, know if that all was, right? didn't know if that was a comma or a period. All right. Period. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. So good to have you back. Um, is it? Is it? It, it, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> well, I don't know. You're making me question it now. Uh, <laughs> uh, where, where can people get more Ben Feldman in their life? Um, not that you'd want it, but um, I do run shows Fridays and Saturdays at Comedy Oakland, although we are on hiatus right now doing, due to Omicron. Sure. Oh, I, can, I don't know how to pronounce it. Omicron. And if you really want to see me, I run the Sunday showcase at the Punchline twice a month, San Francisco Punchline. Nice. Get your ass down there on Sunday. We can hang out and I'll uh, watch you buy yourself a drink. How about that? <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thank right. you, Ben. Thank you. Uh, happy to have you. Or, or maybe, maybe I'm bullshitting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, rethink that. <laughs> Molly Doan. Oh, you wonderful so-and-so. Uh, how can oh, people... Yes, oh, it's me. <laughs> how can people uh, enjoy Molly Doan in the onlines, in the real worlds, wherever they want to get their Molly? In the real world, you know, I'm not doing stuff. It's scary right now. I'm it just is. scared. I'm being in bed. You know, the other day, I hung out with some friends, and we were inside at a restaurant. It was by a bunch of windows. But, you know, at the same time, I was like, I want to live my life. So no judgment to anybody. <laughs> but I'm a little scared right now, so I'm not really doing live shows. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Find me online. I'm about to unlock my um, uh, Instagram and Twitter because I locked them. That was working. Ah. I just got word that I will not be continuing with this employer. So that makes me sad, but I'll unlock my stuff. And uh, (laughs) more importantly, uh, ignore that entire ramble. And if you liked the dumb, uh, the super, super dumb, (laughs) the super, super dumb jokes in my bits tonight, follow um at raptor on a horse on instagram it's a stop motion web series that i make with my partner eric and it's really really stupid and really really fun yeah it's like if action league now meets friends and it's a good time and it's really stupid and we want more followers we have three more episodes that we're going to drop this season oh, shit. then we're going to take a break and then it's season two so hop on and be like a cool hipster and like it now yeah get ahead of that curve 
you can say yeah. <laughs> you can say you were a, original original exactly. raptor on a horsey. We love Raptor on a horse. Yes, we do. We gotta get you as a voice on somebody. I would totally, totally. I don't do know that. why we haven't gotten you as a voice on someone. You have a bunch of microphones and stuff. <laughs> That's true. That's wild. Okay, <laughs> we're writing some epies right now. We'll right. write a fun carry for you. That would be great. Got it. Yeah. All right. Got to Got to work my way into a series regular. But we'll start with a guest spot. Oh my god, uh, dude! You sound <laughs> like a, every. Yeah, you sound like a few people. Yeah. No. <laughs> I lived in L.A. for six years. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, Molly, let's finish this show. <clears throat> uh, this is, just in case anybody's wondering, This is you might think this is a different magazine, just based on the title, which is partly why I gave it. Uh, Molly, let's hear your erotic letter to the world of, or to, to the erotic letter to the editor of Cruising World. All right, erotic letter to Cruising World. Mm-hmm. Dear editor of Cruising World, longtime reader, I wanted to say how much I enjoy this periodical, especially the article last month detailing how cruises are operating post COVID. Needless to say, it was a full body experience. The other evening, I was fondling some soft sheep's milk cheeses for the charcuterie I was preparing for a cocktail hour hosted by my emotionally distant husband mark for his work colleagues i started pondering your pages and your spread on this year's biggest ships had me spread whilst making a spread of saffron fig jam with assorted nuts it made me think of this question and maybe you have the answer Mm -hmm. what do you find more phallic editor a roasted cashew or the stern of the recently renovated majesty of the seas luxury liner was that bad of me should i take myself to the brig if i did would you come with me editor anyways the other day while i was trimming the hyacinth and peonies in order to make a bouquet for my distant husband mark's mother's hat wearing party I thought of your article explaining various ways to keep your boat system healthy long term. I cut myself on a peony thorn, seeing my blood. That was a <laughs> that was the moment that I realized I wasn't alive. That I was alive, <laughs> a hot blooded woman with needs. Get ready, folks! Bellows of steam rolling off my unshaved pussy. <laughs> I realized my boating system had been in dire need of care for years. Tell me, editor, is there an article on how to remove rust from a sailboat's jib sheets? What about for my jib sheets, editor? Apologies if this is too crass, but I'm sure you get letters from women like me all the time. Look, I love my emotionally distant husband, Mark, but I can't help but wonder if there's more, editor. More what? More, to put it simply, sails to my boat and wieners. <clears throat> you see, I was in love once. We had sensual pancake picnics on the beach, but that's over. He flew into the ocean. So now what? What do I do when my true love is gone, but my labia still pulsate like the motor of a nautical wave streamer 6900? Not to ramble on, but just the other day while I was bathing in roasted rose petal water, naked i thought about the most famous of cruise ships the titanic 
I recently rewatched the movie with my emotionally distant <laughs> husband, Mark, and whilst on the couch, he fingered me dryly like a mozzarella <laughs> stick in an air fryer. And whilst I sat there emotionless eating Cool Ranch Doritos, I looked at the Titanic split in half on my Samsung 100 inch screen. I found myself jealous for I also want to be split down the center. Are you my iceberg editor? Mark always jokes around about how they both could fit on the door at the end, Jack and Rose. That's the difference between my emotionally distant husband, Mark, and I. He thinks they both could have fit on the door, but I think they both could have made love on the door. <laughs> if this isn't how letters to the editor work, sorry. Sincerely, Hillary Gorgeous, PhD. P.S. Mm -hmm. Hold on. There's a knock on the door. Bum bum. Whoa! Is it Mr. Lasagna? <laughs> Did Alan actually fly into the ocean? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, cliffhanger. Shit. Well, we got to get Molly back on quickly. All right. <laughs> but for now... Stab is over. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight or listening later on. That happens still. And of course, thank you, a special thank you to our wonderful, yes, I'm going to keep using it, uh, panel tonight, Nick Pettigrew, Ben Feldman, and Molly Doan. If you like being a part of the Stab Show, well, there's a couple ways you can do it. You can tune in live every week, every, every week, Thursday night, 7 p.m., at least for now. Just streaming on Twitch. Maybe we'll be in person again. Who knows? Or, if you want to take the Stab Show wherever you go, listen to it on your podcast provider of choice. Be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or now, the Good Pods app. Have you downloaded the Good Pods app? You should download the Good Pods app. Anyway, that's all we've got for tonight. I've been your host, Jesse Jones, thanking you for every gosh darn thing you do. You're the best. Good night.